thermal sound wave wave thermal sound waves the natural alternative to fast hey track life radio wlgk logic radio c true kev lawrence we here man live in flesh shots the bay area bay area yeah, yay area yeah, yeah. worldwide though worldwide everywhere good people is at that's what we doing we touching y'all hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right right that's right that's right yes indeed but um Without further ado, let's get yes. to our guest. Um, we, we got a brother here who um, he's a renaissance dude, every man. He's he's done so many different things on, on a lot of different levels, entertainment-wise, community-wise, um, writing, performing, Artistic producing, direction. just, I mean, just a whole lot of different things. And we're going to talk to him about not everything because, you know, we don't have all that much time and his history goes a, a long way so that's why i'm saying that but we're going to talk to him specifically about right. uh, a program that he has coming up a show that he has coming up and and some history and some different tidbits and, and whatnot um we got mr donald e lacy here what's happening what's happening what's happening i just gotta good. say I'm just, good. y'all y'all I, I, I love the way y'all rolling you see the shirt i got on i'm from kpoo yeah, Freedom Can't Radio. You know, out, we were out. we were behind the anti-apartment, uh, anti-apartheid struggle. The man who ran the station is like my second father. You know what I'm saying? And so I see that y'all is about consciousness and elevating the people, and that's what I'm always about as an artist yeah. or whatever I do. Because if I I don't do like. Oklahoma and shit. Ooh, can you cuss? I'm sorry. You just did. Okay, well, fuck it. Well, fuck it then. If you do it, Oklahoma, you ain't shit. Do some real shit, motherfuckers. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. But, you know, that's just me. Unless you're from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Glenwood, yeah. Arch, right, and Pine. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. If Black that's Wolf. how you roll, that's how you roll, but that yes, just sir. ain't me. So, <laughs> I'm just privileged and honored to be here with you, young brothers, man. Thank you for having us. Well, listen, man. We, we, we talk oh, briefly. Before we got on, and we just heard a little bit of the stuff that other stuff that you're about, and it's like it's mind blowing. But we're gonna get into all that later on. Let's talk about what you're doing now with this color struck. Yes, color sir. Struck. This brother to my right. Uh, say, say again, CJ. You gotta say like you know the movie. Color struck. Yeah, colors. Hey, I need y'all to do a promo colors. for me, man. Can we colors. hook it up? We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do that. This brother to my right who. We just met face to face a couple of days ago, man. Real cat, you know. We cut from the same cloth. I told him to earlier. He said, "I don't know you." I said, "I disagree, partner. You do know me because we we kind of connecting right now." But his company brought me out here to theater for a New City to do this show, Color Struck, which I've been touring around the country, which is based on the teachings of Dr. Angela Davis, Dr. Richard King, Dr. Wade Nobles, uh, Dr. Saheed Cobb and of course, the late great Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the Cress theory of color confidence, who I had the honor Honorable. to interview on three occasions, one time at the Congressional Black Caucus for a good two hours. Wow. The wow. last time I was there, and uh, she's a fabulous sister, so it's all about, you know, we used to levitate and raise ourselves off the ground. Now a lot of youngsters can't raise their pants over the crack of their ass. It's a disconnect. We need to go back to that. No offense to anybody doing that. I'm just saying nope. we have to aspire to a higher self that was our original ancestry. And that's what this white male supremacist system has gotten us away from who we really are. So that's what this show is about. But 
It's funny. <laughs> it's about the white man, and it's funny. Yeah. You know what? Shout out one more time to uh, rest in peace. Shout out to uh, Mrs. Isis Papers. Yes. Herself, Doctor Francis Crest Welsing. Yeah. And I have to shout to Nas, yes. the rapper. Growing up, you know, you'll have people like this TV show, like it is, and you Gil know, Noble. Yeah, you know, Noble, and you'll you Gil Noble. We'll, we'll, excuse me, and we'll, I, I would hear a couple of things, and especially when you're in New York. Like, no matter where you go, somebody's on the corner. You got somebody yelling at you like, we're the real Jews, which are the Israelites. And you walk down the street, somebody say, peace, God. And you look around, God, yeah, you are God. And like those like the nations of God's on earth, the five percenters. And you got just so many different peoples around you. More is just, it just hit us. But because of Nas, I found out about Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Mm, much respect. And his Niles. songs. And I thought it was like a German man. Right. You know, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. You know, I thought it was a guy from Germany. So I said, just this beautiful black woman. And she spoke so, so beautifully and just calmly, mm. but got to the point. Right. And then from her, it just funneled to every, it was like the rabbit hole. It just went to Dr. Ben. Uh, just John Henry Clark. Henry Clark, just Amos, just everybody. I'm like, Fred, uh, Sertima. I even met Sertima. I'm like, Sertima. I thought yes, he was a German guy. And I'm like, yes. no, he's a guy from Guyana. Yeah, Guyanese, Guyanese brother. Yeah, and I'm like, it just, so I just always say that shout out to Nas for just having that in his music. Yeah. Well, dig up the heart because her, her book is one of the books that had a profound effect on me as a teen. Coming up, I was I was able to, to to grab a book like from one of the book vendors actually, um, on one twenty fifth, right body Apollo, um, and what she had in that book was like just mind blowing, just just how she laid things out very simply, but just in layers historically and and simply with some of the things that that she put forth that are still relevant to this day. Absolutely. To this day. And for folks who don't know, and let me boil it down the crest theory of color confrontation. She basically says when white male Europeans begin to travel the globe, they notice something right away. 86% of the world's population or the majority were people of color and they felt inadequate due to the numerical deficiency and color inadequacy. So to offset their inward feelings of inferiority, they set up the myth, the system of white male supremacy. Now that is a boiled down version of what it's about. But that explains a lot because they tried to use the word people of term of people of color in America minority. No, when we look at the worldview partner, you the minority. So let's 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 clear that up first before we have an intelligent Once conversation. Once I heard her talk on I believe it was Donahue. The Donahue or Sally Jesse Raphael. You could go on YouTube and look this up. And everybody was just attacking her and laughing at her. Right. She was like, you know, what does everybody want? Somebody's tall, dark, and handsome. Mm -hmm. She just said so calmly. And they was laughing like, you stupid. Right. Don't you want a box of chocolates on Valentine's Day? You really love us. And they called her stupid. And that was like 30 years ago. Right. And then it's like, it came to fruition now. Like, she was on point. So, once again, rest in peace. Blessings to that lovely <sighs> So in our history, there was somebody. Uh, speaking to the mic. Speaking to the mic. I'm sorry. It was once said, "Free your but, mind." It was once said, "Free your mind, and your ass will follow." Okay, they always had us by us chasing their wants and desires. Right. See, 
we are people that are of this planet, of this earth. We are the caretakers. We are the guardians of this planet. And we were given a job. And we're not doing it. Mm. Okay? We are a humble people. Okay? And that humility didn't mean that we were weak. But sometimes that humanity in us can be our downfall. True. Right. Okay. And, and let people know who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who are you, man? I'm sorry. My name is Michael Bell. I am. Um, I do know you from somewhere. Like, well, we've, right. we've, we've all been to <laughs> we, we crossed. We've done this. No, you and I have done yeah. this a lot. Well, I'm out of Brooklyn. I'm. I'm an actor, I'm a lighting designer, I'm now producing, I'm the CEO, I'm starting a company called Brooklyn United Consortium of Artists. And it is that company that has brought this brother, Donald Lacey Jr. from Oakland Thank to you. New York. Not, not the town. Not, not San Francisco. Not sucker free. The town. No. From I know Oakland. people call sucker free. The, the, town. Brother, no, the brother made it clear <laughs> when I made true. the mistake <laughs> yeah. and said he was from San Francisco. Yeah, he, he did. He looked that, at y'all. me with that, check this out. He looked at me with that Brooklyn look. <laughs> like how Brooklyn walks <laughs> through. That Brooklyn yeah. look. Like, hey. Yeah. 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 So it was like that in yeah. the Bay Area. And see, because I'm because see, I'm 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 East Coast. because I'm East Coast, I had no no clue. But as soon as the brother looked at me when those words came out of my mouth, he from San Francisco. <laughs> what, what, what? Yo, back I, home. I'm from Oakland. Back home. I said, okay. So, anyway. That's good. A lot of people don't know that because a lot of people that yeah. are not from the New York, Jersey, Connecticut, Tri-State area, they don't understand mm-hmm. how real it was when you tell somebody, Yo, what boy, are you from Queens? Are you from Queens? It, was, it was problems. Yeah. People would. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm from it Brooklyn. Was dangerous. I'm from Brooklyn. I dangerous. traveled New York all over since I was a kid. Right. I went to junior high school in Queens. I went to Richmond in Manhattan. Okay, and yeah, I would Richmond. tell my friends, "Yo, come and come with me out of my house from Brooklyn." Uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going down there. I'd be in the Bronx. Yo, come on, y'all. I ain't going to Brooklyn. I ain't going down there. Now here I am. I go to Bronx. I go to Queens. I go right. To I go to the Bronx. Right. I go to Staten Island. Right. Come on, come to my house. I got a big backyard. We barbecue. We party. We yeah, do the but damn you, thing. you might be part right. of the setup. They don't right. know what I mean. Right. Now, I feel you. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn too, so I know what you're saying. What size uh, sneakers you wear? Uh, <laughs> what size are those? Um, your ten size. and a half. Your <laughs> size. Ten and a half. You're supposed to say your right. size. Right. Right. Like yeah, well, right. you know them double digits. In, in the in a minute. And I'm gonna let you finish your your thought. Here we go. But in a minute, I want you to explain Donald just a little bit of the backstory on the town because it's 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 deep, and there's a reason why people from the town are protective of the town. There's a lot of things that went on there that you know people don't know about. That is 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 a is a connection when you're from there. That's, that's extremely deep. Hey, man, let me tell you. 
So I was actually born in Canton, Ohio, but we moved to Oakland when I was about a year old. So I grew up about 10 minutes from the uh, football hall of fame. Football hall of fame. I grew up 10 minutes from the Coliseum when the Raiders was a real team and not suckers like they is now. So (laughs) suck, take your punk ass to Vegas and don't come back. The Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, the Las Vegas Traders. They should call them the Las Vegas Losers. I'm done. done, Sound a little emotional about that to me. I was a season ticket holder since this big. They moved to LA. And I didn't read for him for 10 years when they came back. Because if a woman leave me, I almost said to be where you can't come back. And then she came back. And they're going to leave me again and stay there for two years ah. to rub it in my face. I'm getting sidetracked. But anyway. <laughs> right, right. But in the 60s. You're getting a little emotional little, about I'm that, sorry, my brother. I'm There's sorry. some history with the Raiders, It's too. some history with the Raiders, man. It's yeah, some, I know. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's some real yeah. history. But right. they were symbolic of how we was. A blue collar. Right. You know. <laughs> grindy grimy town and when i was a little kid my earliest influence of oakland was the black panther party for self-defense Hello. i've gotten to know bobby Bingo. seal i sat where i'm talking to you and, and listened to that genius rabble on for hours about science he's a, a rocket freaking scientist a lot of people didn't know that yeah. those people were actually college students exactly yeah. that's they where it they was started stuck from the street, that's where right? it started at Merritt college shout out to grove street yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. You've been there. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, see, I, see, I see who I'm with. Somebody did his homework. I see who I'm with. So, you know, we, I, when I was, uh, and I talk about this in the show, when I was seven years old, I had an afro and a, a white police. We lived right on the border between Oakland and San Leandro. They pulled me over and handcuffed me for riding my bike on a sidewalk. Now, mind you, a couple of years later, but we were always terrified of the police. I saw a kid with his brains blown out because he was breaking into a laundromat coin machine. We didn't see it when it happened, but we heard the shot. It was right down the street from my house. We ran down there. Kid drug out. I'll never forget it. It was an all-white stretcher with a sheet. You could see his brains and blood. So we were always trauma. To this day, if I'm driving and the police is behind me and I ain't doing shit, I ain't riding dirty, nothing, my hands start sweating. Because that was... That has to be that way. But but, but see, Oakland, in Oakland, they recruited... In the 60s, white police officers who had known Klan affiliations from Alabama and down south to come police in Oakland. My brother, can I just interject? Los Angeles also. Yes. Well, what what people Rampart. didn't seem to be conscious of was they were going directly to the south and pulling them for the reason of keeping people in their place. Exactly. It followed the migration of the African-American from the south to California, because there was a mass migration at that time, okay? And it was the equivalent- Gold rush. Well, it was the equivalent of sending the um, slave um, runners that used to run and get runaway slaves and bring them back. It was reminiscent to Reconstruction when we were supposedly freed and mm. we were trying to move north and they would stop the trains because they didn't want the workforce to leave the south and make us go back, okay? Reminiscent of that, see, things haven't really changed. But let me, let me finish this, though. Do you know go. the original name of the Black Panther Party? No, what was it? It was the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. Okay. In fact, I remember Richard Pryor, who is my artistic, I have two artistic influences, Richard Pryor and Stevie Wonder, and everybody else in between. But um, I remember, you remember Hollywood Squares, he was a guest yeah. on there, mm-hmm. and this was like in 65, 66. I was a little bitty fella, but he, they, they were playing for charity, and they said, who are you playing for, Mr. Pryor? He said, 
I'm paying for the Black Panther Party for self-defense. Yeah. Look it up. Don't take my word uh -huh. for it. But, then, you know, that was the original name, to defend us against the occupying force of police terrorism. So later on, you know, after Huey got out and he got into drugs and all that, that whole thug imagery started. But it was a true community-based. Or We used to watch the Panthers pull the police over. And they say, officer, I have a right to observe you on this stop at a distance of 20 feet. So that's the that's how I was raised. You know, it was all about consciousness. You know, we would play in the streets till two in the morning. Nobody got shot. But when the whole Gary Webb, who we mentioned thing, crack cocaine in, that flipped and changed the, the black community forever. And Nicaragua, I might add. Mm. So, yeah, and that was a government-sponsored program. We all know about that. Right. It's funny right. because he was on the West Coast and I was on the East Coast. We're basically the same age. And the same mentality was going on in different ways. They were literally beating us on the street. See, I don't know how old you gentlemen are, okay? But You're old enough to know. Well, see, we grew up with a consciousness knowing our place. Okay, we knew that you couldn't walk in certain stores. We knew that you couldn't have a certain attitude. You know, today you guys say, I couldn't have took that. I wouldn't have took that. Sit your little young ass down because all of us felt like that, mm. you know. But I digress. We knew what we could do, what we couldn't. You guys have open territory now. Okay. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep oh. going. Oh, keep going. Oh, my little yeah. telecast. But there's a difference because you, you you're in a permissive society now. Mm -hmm. You guys have the ability to make revolutionary change. Don't move away from the microphone. <laughs> you guys have the ability to make revolutionary change. Okay. When I came up, I was listening to King, and King was talking about Gandhi. So I studied Gandhi. Okay, because King yikes. was still alive. Yikes! <laughs> he said yikes. But Gandhi. Yeah, I'm sure you know the history of Mahatma. Right, but he he also had a, a thing against people of color. And um, he calls he calls monkeys. Oh, we didn't we didn't discussing. Here we go now. It's about to be on. Yeah, even the part even of the Brahmins. Which were against the uh, the Untouchables, and it felt like actually, actually, he's what? Which is also what Kamala Harris is. Okay, but actually, Ooh, so Gandhi her, is what, what Gandhi was was part of the downfall of that whole Untouchable system. I'm I'm not sure where well, you, he had it in his writings. He, he okay. actually was a writer. Okay, I, I know he was a writer. Okay, and at certain times, points in times, ages and stages, we all have different knowledge and come to different revelations in time. But at the Understood. end, at the end, like I said, he's the one that brought down the caste system of India, which was a lot larger, you know, than what was going on. He's the one. You know, India is on on popping, snap, cracking, and popping right now. Still with that. This is why yeah. we have that Mississippi masala. We, yeah, like, there, get away from there, me. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, in if you in Canada, it's different. But in America, but, but who is the, who, who, who who is what set the seed for change in all of that? Who questioned all of that? Again, Martin speaking studied, to the mic. Again, Martin studied Gandhi in order to bring about the civil rights movement here. Again, because we all was we all felt something. Then that's why it's that. Okay, so inspiration, inspiration comes, inspiration comes from from a lot of places. When you learn your history, you'll find that we're living in the black culture and everything else. We're just living in the lies of Western civilization. 
okay? And that was what I was getting to in the beginning. When you free your mind, your ass will follow. And right now we are following a Western philosophy of thought of everything else. This whole thing of capitalism, which is ridiculous. Says he who has everything will always be in, in control. And everybody said, okay, that's cool, huh? It's like these two brothers today are getting charged with murder. We know they're robbers. They rob T-Mobile every day. But they didn't have no guns. And because police run around killing us every day, they said, we got an excuse to shoot. They shot 45 bullets and killed one mm. cop and shot another cop. And they trying to blame two boys that never had a gun, never had a bullet. So why was anybody shooting in the first place? I'm trying to talk about the insanity of how we look at life and excuse the bullshit. Okay? Before I forget, not to interrupt you, Go. today is February 21st, and I would be remiss as a student who has a black studies well, the week degree. Of February 21st. Yeah, well, today is the 21st, though, right? Well, this is the week of. Yeah, yeah, got you. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm old. Don't confuse don't me. Don't I confuse these. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. My whole brain just Let's exploded. Check the Let me put it back. <laughs> no, but of course, the great El Haj Malik El Shabazz, also known yeah. as Malcolm X, was assassinated on this day in the Audubon Barroom. And a couple of days ago, I'm staying on 177. About three miles away. I, I walked over there and just, uh, you know, it's no longer the same building or whatever it is. Oh, most people don't even know it's there. Yeah. People that yeah. live there? Yeah, they don't even have know. Have no idea. Yeah. But the guy who's written me the it. place, he took me by there, you know. But he was to me one of our true revolutionaries and by that I mean he was uncompromising. My favorite thing is by any means necessary, but speaking of Martin Luther King if I may, He's the most misunderstood revolutionary ever. Everybody wants to Amen. quote, I have a dream. If you dream in your sleep, wake the fuck up. You need to read some of his books. Why We Can't Wait, Trumpet of Conscience. And that's what got the brother killed. As long as he was dreaming, he wasn't a threat to white America. But when he said in his book, and I quote, America can no longer be an island of prosperity in a sea of poverty. He started making the economic connection. He was organizing sanitation workers. So when he made the world wide connection of economics and exploitation of capitalism for black and brown people here and abroad then he became dangerous and that's why they killed him so you a know. lot of people always like to make it seem like he was a sucker so they say I'm more like Malcolm not like Martin because Martin's a sucker right yeah no Martin Luther King had a house full of guns <laughs> ready absolutely. for war absolutely until, until the gentleman uh, Bernard Rustin came through and was like hey let's do something different yeah exactly but he had a house full of them things ready to go to war he was about that life. If, if you haven't, last year I was in Memphis. Go all. to the, the, the museum. If y'all been there, man, I, anybody black, you got to go there in your life uh, where he was assassinated, the Lorraine Motel. Yeah. I was in there five hours, and usually when my wife take me to museums, I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm, ready to get the hell out of there. Oh, yeah, that's nice, baby. But I must say, I read everything, and it was some, the funny thing was, white folks was all in the, oh, yeah, this is, but when they got to the Black Panther section, they was running through there. Run, run, it's the Black yeah. Panther. You know what I mean? I was like, right. yeah, I was around Oakland. Yeah, you Yeah, know? but they <laughs> stole everything that the Black Panthers was, was put in place for us. Self-defense, social that's programs, it. That's it. feeding the poor, educating our children looking into the the problems that we were having with medicine and the disease. they had socialized health care right shout to shout to them and also the people in chicago yeah because they, i believe they started or they was the founders of wick yeah infant so. and children yes 
Every social program. I don't know. Wick started from (laughs) every social program that this government has. They stole from us. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I just, and I that's why they're selling weed now because they stole it from us. It's legal in California. So, excuse me. It's, it's, the lottery is one of the biggest number makers we got, and they and we show movies about how the gangsters came into Harlem and stole the numbers game from the little Jamaican woman that started it, madam. Yes. And the for, the, for the record, Queen, madam. Yes. Yes. We just want to make sure that we don't want people to feel like because do people look at you for like do you hate white people because you're saying not this, at or all. you just love what you. What was never taught. Mr. Fab, who's a rapper from Oakland, has a story and he sells Fabby the shirt. That's my Mr. little Fab. nephew. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 we know, we know. We know. But Fabby cool, Davis. cool little entrepreneur. He has a shirt that I love. What's the I story think name? I brought it with me. What's the story? Uh, the dope, story. Era? Dope, dope Era? Dope Era. Dope Era. That's his gear that says, yeah. just because I'm pro-black don't make me anti-white. That's the, and that's I'm, me. Yeah. I'm pro black to the, so if if you think in your pea brain that that makes me anti white, that's on you. I'm not right. anti. I'm anti injustice. I'm anti oppression. Right. I'm anti capital ex- exploitation. Use that as a tool, though. Exactly. Because I love the, me division. Doesn't mean exactly. I hate you. Yeah. But you know that's just a tool to divide people. Exactly. And you know dividing people is is a great tool to benefit those who the have elite. the control of the that's resources. Right. And, and, and that's what I yes, mean sir. when I say. Nothing has actually yard. changed right since Rome. Nothing. It is I'll go back further than and, that. And let me let me let me further say. And Rome fell. Yeah, and let me further say it's not even a question of color. Color is the biggest device used to separate the poor people. Okay, this whole thing of color. Irish people wasn't considered white. So like what the 60s? Okay, the 50s? right. What was exactly. it like the 50s? Okay, exactly. No, no. What Irish and Italian. Italians they, they are weren't. not. I, Italians are not white. Well, I understand. Okay. But I'm saying they weren't considered that until like the 19 somethings, right? Okay. No. First of all, let's 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 talk about the color game. To this day, white folks. To this day, white folks don't consider the people that we consider white white folks, and that's how they mess up the game. Because when we see white folks, we see this wall of white people, like the Indians <laughs> did. Okay. But the Irish are still fighting England to this day. The IRA is still yeah. blowing shit up. It's the bombs mm. everywhere. Okay. Wow. Scotland is in bed with England, but they ain't really happy with England's foot in their neck. You know, and I have to say this. Shout out to my peoples that are Irish. Yes. Because a lot of people don't know about the, the, the black brown Irish. and town. The brown and tans. Right. They used to go, uh, a lot of people, a lot of history People make jokes that have bad knees. That's because the English used to come through with a mallet and crack knees. Yeah. So a lot of people end up being handicapped. Because they yeah. was it was no joke with the English with were the most treacherous people on this planet. Well, and they went across this planet doing this. Yes, they did. Yeah. There is no body on this planet that has not been stepped on by England. And well, they paint themselves further. as the most civilized. That's, that's exactly. The, and taking the, a step further, those are the people. founding fathers, the ones they kicked out of the jails in England. Free your right. mind and your ass will And follow. free your mind to Color Struck. Right. February so, 28th through March 17th. So let's get to Color Struck. All right. Because before we get on too many different tangents here, Color Struck is it a, it's a one man show, correct? Yes, sir. What made you come up with Color Struck? Like, well, did you just want to 
let me finally do something yeah. about about me or was there something else well, that inspired you to do this that's a struggle? great question and the business bottom was i was directing shows and paying all these negroes 15 cats and i said shit fuck that let me pay me goodbye that's so that was one of the good good but actually it started when i was four years old when uh, and i talk about it in the play uh, a kid in kindergarten said i wasn't colored that's how old i am we was colored back then because i don't look obviously black and i whooped his ass and got kicked out of school for everybody for everybody in the audience that can't see radio okay the brother that is talking is about um two shades darker than the paper that i wrote on in school wow now we about to fight <laughs> I, I still get sensitive about that shit is this is about, is this, you about to pull out the paper bag test on yeah, there you go but you see see you gotta remember we're on radio so nobody can yeah, see so they right. this, this don't mean nothing is this the and hollywood to, clubs and and, and to white yeah, folks they can see and, it you gotta this. remember to white folks a lot of people don't understand the interactions between us and i mean when I was a kid in the schoolyard, it was different than when you was a kid in the schoolyard. We insulted each other. We insulted each other by saying, you look like an African. Yeah, well, you could, you could you insult like me Obama. about anything. That's because you, you, was, you were childish. We were you, all childish. You, you, you couldn't insult me about that. Because I that was that was because well, they we, would, what they would say probably back then is mm. like they had a, movie, had a book and a movie about it. Trick right. Right. Oh right. yeah, Trick Baby. I remember Trick that Baby movie. is a whole nother man, thing. What you that, know about that? That had to be man. that had to do well, with the pimp game. That had to what do you know with the about Trick game. Baby? And Trick Baby was was really for the first time wiping the covers, you know, off for America about the pimp game. Well, not just about the pimp game, also about a gentleman that was able to. People didn't know if he was black. So he was the same stereotypical looking. Sat by the door. It was the same. Prince. Correct. No, right, there was yeah. a white boy. He wrote one too about a white boy that was a pimp. I can't think of the name of it right now. Mm. Same writer, same. Well, you talking about Mr. White folks, sir? That's the real pimp. That's the real pimp. But the one he's but, talking but about this, is this, this, But I just, I just brought it up because mm-hmm. of the colors thing. Mm-hmm. No, People, so anyway, like I was saying, the way what happened when that happened, I always became aware. And if you see my family, my father's about his complexion, and my mother was a little lighter than you. My sister, both of my sisters, is darker than both of you. My son is darker than both of you. For some reason, I just came out with this. I remember one time when I was about seven, and I talk about this, and my father was drinking, and I saw him looking at me like, boy, <laughs> <laughs> he just said a word, and I, was, I saw him like, boy, this, you this right. nigga is hella right. light. Right. Uh, he got that yeah. good hair like the mailman. I can see his breaking. Yeah. You can swab now. Yeah. You can swab but now. He he never, but he never said nothing. And when he used to take me to his job, when he worked, he was one of the first black technicians at RCA in San Francisco in the, wow. in the graveyard shit when I was five. And he would introduce me to the wife, and he said, hey, this is my son. They would always go, oh, that's your son? And he would always... <laughs> Restrain and say, yeah, that's my son. So just like how a lot that's of Hispanics just how, that's, but, in the Latin But to countries. show you how God works with my youngest, not that I needed proof. Well, actually, I'll talk about this in a show. After so many people giving me that shit my whole life, when I was a senior in high school, I went up to my mom and said, I had smoked some weed. I was like, is he my real father? And after I woke up, I heard her say, yeah, he is. And don't ever ask me no bullshit like that. <laughs> but when my youngest son was born, who's like 28, 29 now, when he came out, me and my wife and we turned him over he looked dead on my daddy he had that same scowl and shit and I was like okay yeah so but you know we're a mono in fact the first line of the play is black is more than just a color black is mahogany black is brown black is auburn black is crimson black is caramel black is golden black is fair black is a many splendored thing and that's how the play starts Cause you know we ain't no monolith. We are, 
We are yeah. so uh, one of the most diverse people. We are everywhere. It's like I was telling you. And, I'm and every in, and everything. I'm staying in a Dominican neighborhood, and them is sisters that speak Spanish. I was like, oh my, because donk 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 donk. I was like, wow. Because so like, yeah. with the Audubon. Yeah, yeah. Look like Oakley. Look yeah. like yeah. Ocean yeah. Booty. Yeah. It's like Washington yeah. Heights. Hold on now. They're, they're people. They're yeah. people. But yeah, man. It's <laughs> like okay. I feel like I'm home. Yeah. You know. Yeah, too, but the original yeah. can make everything. Exactly. Which is why you have the different varieties Bingo. and people under the false impression that you have to be, you know, mixed with this and that in right. order to create no, that, but that's right. not it. That's not it. The original creates everything, which exactly. is why you can have two people who are dark that can create Break somebody that's light. Yes, sir. <laughs> that is Blue why eyes. mitochondrial yes, DNA says that everybody on this planet came from a black Amen. One Precisely. black Facts. Woman. We're all roots of facts. Keep me straight. Facts. We're all roots. We're of everywhere this, and everything. From the same tree. We're all right. branches from the same tree. They are exactly. they are kids. They are us. They are charons. And we have to accept that. So what do you plan to right. get? What is what do you plan to get out of Colors Truck? Well, you know the beauty of this show? <laughs> and thank you for that question. Afterwards we have discussions. And I'm a should I give it away? Okay, let's just no, say no. I'll say this. At the end, there's something very traumatizing that is shown. A video and a song i'll just leave it at that and you can feel the stillness in the crowd but after every discussion we talk about race uh and you know i'll never forget and i'll tell this story and i've told it in some discussions we did the show in 2009 up in arcada and i don't know if you know that's like all arcada. white i mean all it's whiter than bleach wonder bread and a glass of milk and a blizzard <laughs> and sausalito that's how white it is so but there was this one white woman i'll never forget she said she was around five years old during the Watts riots, right? Wow. And they were on the periphery of Watts and they were at a stoplight and a brick went through the window and knocked her daddy out unconscious. He was bleeding. The mom and her brother had to drag him out. Mom took the wheel. They drove him to the nearest hospital, which was away. in Watts. And a black orderly or doctor came up to her daddy to attend to them. And she was a little girl. She was about six years old. She said, don't let that nigga touch my father. Now here it is 50 years later or more. She felt safe enough and entertained enough because the show is primarily funny to share that story. She was mm -hmm. crying. I walked up and hugged her. I had a little moist, you know, eye sweat. But I said, this is what it's about because America has never had the discussion. Nelson Mandela rest in power to his brilliance when he was elected. He brought the oppressed and the oppressor to the table and they had some long knockdown, drag out discussion. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But America has never apologized for slavery, number one, or even spoke of reparations. And until America does that, that'll be the cause of America's downfall. So this is what this is about to get us to discuss and raise the reparations issue, to it's, be quite you, blunt about you it. You mentioned Watts. Shout out to Bunchy Carter. Yes, sir. Yes. That got tutelage that came down from the Bay Area. Yes, sir. The Black Panthers and brought that down to the people down in L.A. and the Watts area. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A lot of history with that. Yeah, man. In fact, the gentleman who found the gentleman who founded this station, who were my mentors, who uh, uh, rest in power, Joe Rudolph. He was like a father to me, man. I was one. Of, he used to shoot dope with Miles Davis. Ain't no shame in saying that. Well, he used to tell. Man, in fact, I was doing a play about a heroin addict one time, and I asked him. I said, "Man, I ain't gonna shoot no heroin, but what's it like?" And he raised his head and he said, "Man, it's like being in the serenity of your mother's womb." And then I got it. Somehow I was like, "Okay, I know how to play that now." But he was just a deep cat, one of the most wow. well-read cats 
that I ever, and through him, I got to meet the great Miles Davis once. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I didn't say nothing until he said something to me because, you know, your boy was. Oh, uh, yeah, I already was. Boy, he wasn't no joke. <laughs> right. He wasn't no joke. Right. In fact, we were at the Greek Theater. I think it was 1989. I'll never forget. We backstage. Him and Joe shouted, yeah, Joe. And I was just sitting there. And finally he said, hey, young blood. I said, how you doing, Mr. Davis? And then he got ready to walk out. And he looked. And he told his boy, boo, boo, boo. There were some white folks in the hallway. He told them to clear him out or he wasn't going to come out the dressing room. That's how deep with it he was. And I was like, yeah, boom, party, move, move, party, move. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, man, I feel fortunate I've been raised by some cats who are a lot smarter than me. And my thing is to, you know, that I do with the Love Life Foundation is to impart the knowledge and experience that I've been giving to the next generation of young cats. So, you know, these cats ain't bad, man. They just, you know, the black man was removed from the home. Again, Dark Alliance, the prison industrial complex was built on that. Did they call that in uh, exactly. Dago, See Truth? They said that was the uh, caravan um, uh, plague, not plague, but caravan syndrome where the people moved. Yeah, well, that's that was everywhere. That When we, when we were in San Diego, um, some of our people down there was talking about that, but that's that's a, a situation that's everywhere. Where right, you know exactly, but it started from uh, Freeway Rick Ross not knowingly that he was working for the CIA at the time. He thought he was just slanging dope between L.A. and Oakland. That's where it started. Then it branched out to various black communities, and they were funding the Iran Contra war when the so-called greatest president Ronald Reagan was president. Reagan and they were funding right. the war. Oh, you mean the actor? Yes, that. Uh, bedtime brain for dead, brain dead, that mother. Are you talking? Dead, yeah. Are you talking about the coke and um, yes. for Crack arms yes. deal that the government made yes. with now, the South American now, now, drug on. cartels? Hold on, hold on. We wanted to make sure we do the transition. You color struck. Yes, sir. Let's say about when it's going on. Then we're going to transition to that. Uh, Friday, excuse me, February twenty eighth. Next Thursday, we open a week from tonight through March seventeenth. Shows Thursday through Saturdays, eight p.m. Sunday matinees, three o'clock. Is pay what you can. If you bring a penny, we gonna let you in. Go to theaterforthenewcity.net or you can get your tickets at www.smartticks.com. That's www.smartticks.com. And in the mode of the great KRS-One, it's definitely edutainment. You will laugh, you will think, and you may even cry at the end when you see. Well, we're going to hit you with the Mike Tyson and his prime punch. Now, for those who may not be able to make it to the shows during this run, you know, here, is there a website or a place they can go for more information for where it's going to go? Absolutely. After that? Color Struck the Play. Is it Color Struck Play or The Play? Was it on here? Colorstruckplay.com, I believe, is the website. And we'll have, and, and, you know, this brother here, man, it's a good man right here, like I say. He didn't take good care. I told him, man, when you when y'all come to Oakland, I'm gonna say this on the camera. I'm the governor of Oakland. Libby Shaft, go to you Oakland, ain't happy. Yeah, oh, we we not come to Oakland. I got you. We coming. I got we you. coming. Y'all know my boy Davey Damn. D. Shout out to Davey D. What's up, Davey D. Davey D. What's so going on, Davey D. Right here, yeah. Davey. Come what up, on, Dave. What up, Davey? Davey D. Is a gentleman that uh, he is. Uh, just, he just did so much for the Bay Area. Yeah. Music and he's from here. The Bay Area. Yeah. Correct, but he did so much. Absolutely. And, you know, teachers would always tell me about him. I'm like, you know, this guy is like a pioneer, yeah. but he's so humble that you will never know. He's a hip-hop historian. Yes, for he sure. is. He's Absolutely. a walking encyclopedia. Absolutely. And about a lot of things, but hip-hop, yeah. he know the yeah. whole, the real history from going all the way back to Melly Mel and before mm. and all of that. You know what I right. mean? The real hip-hop. Now, it is it is colorstruckplay.com. That's where you uh, go. Thank you, sir. Colorstruckplay.com. Colorstruckplay.com. Now let's transition. 
Let's talk about some of this Bay Area history. Yeah. All right. Bay Area history. Oakland, San Francisco. Who? No, Oakland. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Nah, I feel what you're saying. Nah, but I want to hear about Oakland is what I'm saying. Okay. Because you'll say there's a lot of things, places that make the Bay Area. When people talk about the most time Oakland and you know you're from the town. Explain the town. What is it like? Man, I say, like I tell the youngsters that I that I mentor now, I said, man, I wish I could take y'all in a time machine, show you what it was like. It was the greatest black city on the planet earth i mean you know everybody was accountable to and for each other you know what i'm saying you had my mama used to give out ass whooping coupons in the neighborhood <laughs> everybody could whip my, and i just i'll never forget the worst ass whooping i got by everybody but i don't know why i did this i was about eight years old i climbed through my auntie and them window and picked up the sunday easter ham while there was a church and, da, 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 and wow. ate it and put it back and i climbed through the window and put it on, back. boys and put it back and put the and it was like oh you didn't fucked up and they ran it all <laughs> man i got whoopings for a whole month I was like the pariah of the day. Come here, boy. We heard what you did with Miss Tony's ham. Wap-a-tap-hap. So that's how it was. You know, deservedly so. You got called before the tribe when you was out of pocket. Right. So it was just like that, man. And then we had the greatest music. We had Tower of Power. We had, you know, some of everybody. Later on, Too Short and all of them. But then the Tonys came out of there later. But Sly Stone, yeah. when I was 12 Dawn years from old, Vogue. I got to watch him and Larry Graham and them rehearse. Up in their studio off 98th Avenue. Folks in the town know that I know what I'm talking about. Because his wife, he's still with, Tina McKinney. I used to go with her younger sister in junior high, Denise McKinney. What's up, baby? You know what it is. And uh, she took me over there to watch them practice, man. I was like, wow. this is Sly Stone and Larry Graham. And they was just, you know, kicking it. So that's the Oakland, the, the music, the history, and the politics. It was always progressive politically, particularly as it related to black folk. So that's where I come from, man. I love the town for all its good and the bad. And you know, when that crack, I moved out of Oakland in 1989 when we were, I'll never forget. We was living, we were sitting there, and it was it, that was at the height of after Felix Mitchell was killed. Felix. Then there was fighting over the drug turf. And, and his was, wife took over. I don't, no, well. I think it's the other person, sorry. Wendy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's a whole lot of, it's, that's a whole nother story in itself. Well, but all I say is in 1989, Oakland was the murder capital of the world. Per capita, it was 189 murders, and I knew some people that got murked in Oakland. That's so why I told my girl, "We got to go, we got to get up out of here," because it was just. But that was the result of that crack cocaine dark alliance, thing. which was created uh, in California. Right? Oh man, See, a lot of people don't. A lot of got, people don't understand something called COINTELPRO. It's it was the counterintelligence program, yes, sir. right? And the dissemination of false information, the distribution of drugs, you know, and turning us against each other, that crab in a barrel syndrome. Yeah, J. Edgar Hoover, the infamous J. Edgar Hoover. That was his program. And, you know, they had- How did the, it work? Well, how it worked 15% is, black man? Yeah, well, fifteen percent. Yeah, he he he, he was, hated him so much because what it was in his yeah it, uh, exactly. And there's a great play about that called uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, I believe, by the late great Dennis Johnson, who I had the fortune to do some a brilliant writer. But how what it was it, it was such a it was such a positive explosion when the Panthers first hit, and it was such this feeling of you know it was just like every day was Christmas when you walk down the neighborhood. Everybody wow. you know, and the Panthers. Was like you said, was given not only food, but they had medicine. You, you would get your blood pressure. Medicine they too? they had health care, free. Yes. 
they were providing health care in the 60s. You talk about health care now. We still don't have real, really health care. The Panthers said they were, had nurses and us. doctors. They had clinics you would go into and get your shots. Socialized your medicine. Shots, all of that. So, but then so it, it was, became. It was Canada back then. <laughs> pretty much. And then I'll never forget Marlon Brando came to Oakland. I didn't even really know who my, my I remember my father said Marlon played, Brando. played the Godfather. He, yes. He gave the Panthers millions of dollars when a little Bobby Hutton was murdered. I heard right? he was right. generous. He, he was, was there generous. at the funeral and he said, I'm going to do whatever I can to help this movie. And I'm going to, he said something like, I'm going to tell other white people, your shit is wrong. And I, that's why I love that's, Marlon Brando to this day. That's what they didn't want. Exactly. It's, it's, that's what they didn't want. Exactly. Marlon Brando, right? See, truth, like, they didn't, they kind of like blackballed him for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Helping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't because, forget when he won the Oscar for Godfather, he sent the, the Native American sister, basically said, fuck y'all and this Oscar, stick it up your ass, good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I heard they, they kind of blackballed Marlon Brando yeah. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, that's where I, Brando that, that's has always it. Panthers, up. man. You know, and then later on, it got, like I say, got all convoluted. But to get to your question, one of you asked, it was a lot of cast that it was so big, so many volunteers were coming on, they couldn't really screen everybody. And a lot of infiltrators who were FBI and CIA informants came in looking like us. Hey, brother, power, you know, and they were wired and framed and planted dope on people, did all kind of nefarious stuff. Wasn't the gentleman that played, I don't know if he was a Black Panther, but I believe he played in the spook that sat by the door, the really, 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 really light-skinned mm-hmm. gentleman. Yes. Mm-hmm. He actually became a police officer. Is that right? And I think he was known as the glove. Wow. Like, he was I known for giving that. whoopings. Man, you well, you heard about they, the writers. I think he has a daughter that Out is a Oakland? writer. He was in Oakland? Because uh, you know about I, the I writer's case, right? You What's the, writer's the writers? What's the writer's case? Oh, John Burris. You know John Burris, who's a friend of mine, by the way. John Burris, civil rights attorney. He defended, you know, represented Oscar Grant's family and all the families that had police. That's his whole thing. Good oh, brother. Oscar Grant, the guy that from the, the young Fields, yes, stage. exactly. And the I one know, that Kamala Harris didn't. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I kind of know her too, but that's another story. She ain't get my vote. I'll just God bless you. But anyway, you know, you know Willie Brown too? Of course. Okay. I know Willie Brown. I could, I'll tell you some stories out there about your boy Willie's a cold piece. I, Man, I was getting Willie, Willie, Willie is the uh, is the definition of a true old school politician. He can take people on the right. Next thing you know, they're shaking his hand and kissing his ass and giving him what he wants. Now, the man got game. You can say what you want about him, and I don't necessarily agree. Oh, he got but he game, got, right? He got, he's Parker Brothers to the 10th power. For real, <laughs> believe that shit. That Parker motherfucker Brothers. is cow. Really and I got a good friend things. like my uncle who is real tight with him. And yeah, Willie, Willie knows how to do it. Go pass you way Yeah, baby. man. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it is, man. But it's all about raising the consciousness. I hope, you know, I... New York come out and embrace this show and I thank my brother and Jamal shout out to Jamal and sister Michelle for for bringing us here to UCAS man it's, it's like it's like in the Trumpocalypse I call it the good thing about having Agent Orange Julius Caesar I'll never call him by his name as president is that even people who you marginally disagree with is realize hey man we better tighten up our shit right about now cause this motherfucker ain't now playing. hold on now who would you rather see next president 
Whew. Well, let me put uh, it. The president we have now or Kamala Harris. Let me put it like this at the risk of maybe alienating and costing myself a few ticket sales. If you put a dress on a pig, it's still going to be a pig. And as thrilled as I was to see a black man as president, this system is rotten to the fucking core. So if they made me president... You'd have, in two years, I'd be fucked up. I'd say, Negroes, what are they? You know what I mean? It's just that, that's what it is. Right. So we gotta we gotta look at systemic change. I don't think it's an individual, because whoever the president is, he ain't calling the shot. He's the manager. Actors, He's the supervisor. The 1% super billionaires is the real presidents. They the right. one that's running this presidents shit. Let's be clear. Actors. Yeah, exactly. They're they just pushing the buttons that the billionaires tell them to push. They're you know? the people that are set up for us to throw the oranges and carrots and all the trash at when we want to yell and scream. They mm. don't make no decisions. No, sir. Every They're corporation the, has listen, shareholders. Donald Trump has been a front man from the time he started business. All the buildings with his names under are not his. Mm-hmm. He's a front man. The question is, who is Donald Trump fronting for now as president? Putin. <laughs> Him and Putin is lovers. You said heard it first right here. They dating. Yeah. I got some it's uh, I got the video. <laughs> no. I usually just no, call I him don't. Orange 45. Kidding. I don't even use his name. Yeah. Now, no. now oh. moving on. Moving on. I see you got a shirt on right now. Yeah. What's that shirt about? That's a KPOO radio, baby, baby. That idea was made by my son when he was two years old, and he did it in one take. But, man, through this station, I've had the, man, you name them, I've had the pleasure to interview him. Phyllis Hyman, late, great, beautiful wow. Phyllis Hyman. You know, I got I to hang out in her dressing room at the Circle Star Theater. Y'all don't know about she was Circle cold. Star. She was cold with and She knowledge. liked young dudes. But me and my boy, we was in high school. We kind of froze. I ain't ashamed to admit it. She was we was backstage hanging with her. And, you know, we was watching nah, the nah. Supersonics oh. and the Phoenix Suns. But she was drinking a beer and kicking it. Nah, nah, nah. So it was about ah, 3 yes. o'clock in the morning, she goes, she pulled, we go to our car. She pulls in a limousine and says, hey, fellas. Rolls it down the window. Y'all want to hang out? And for some reason, we oh. asked her. He said, no, thank you. I have to go home and get to sleep. And then the next day, oh, I woke up. I said, hey, man, what really the fuck that? was we thinking about? But she was a beautiful, you know, Gil Scott Heron, who I ended up doing wow. some shows with him, who was probably, his consciousness Living was so bottle. deep, it, it, it fucked his mind up. You know, that's why he got yeah. a substance abuse. And I get it, you know. Yeah. And uh, Peter Tosh, that was one of my favorite. The, end of the wow. last, to me, real conscious roster. I'll never forget. <laughs> it was at a table like this, and it was three hours at the Mayako Hotel, and he had a big spliff, man, damn near long as this. And the whole interview, he's smoking and spliff. And I'm sitting... <laughs> Right here, where my man is sitting, the other cats sitting where you guys at, and he goes, "Yeah, man, we be talking on the shit." That's when his album Mother Africa dropped. It was just about to drop. He said, "It's gonna make, it's gonna make Africa call to the eye from the four corners of the globe." So then, after him, we was chopping it up, he gave me a hug, and he put his slip down, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Froze." I said, "Wow." That's Peter Tosh's name. And my roster partner reached across the table and snatched it. He came from Louisiana. And I was like, man, wait a minute. He said, he who hesitates is lost. I, uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to give him a ride home. I was begging him, come on, man, let me have this. No, sir, you was too slow, you know. So, man, this is what this station, and then I'll never forget Russell Simmons, when the King of Queens, he brought, I got pictures of it, LL Cool J, Houdini, Beastie Boys, Will Smith, uh, uh, who else was on that tour? Uh, 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 somebody else I met. But anyway, he brought them all to the radio station. It was about 300 kids out front, hung out all day. You know what I mean? And that's it was a real black-owned, black-operated station. 
You know, with some ghetto shit going on too. You might come in there and somebody might have some blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know somebody you know, not here though not here that was back in the day way back in the day way way back in the day the 80s yeah but yeah but it was a great station for social change you know um, the anti-apartheid movement uh, you know all the stuff that was going on. in fact we were one of the first stations to cover that Iran-Contra thing. There was a station uh, show on with some Latin American brothers and sisters. I forget the sister's name. Latin American Despierta was the name of the show. And they were covering that before it hit the news. Like in 79 was when that really started, if I remember correctly. Wow. So KPO has a rich tradition still on the air. And I did a show there 38 years. I just retired last October. My wow. show was called Wake Up Everybody. And I got to say, I'm going to take credit for this. Correct me if I'm wrong. In 1978, I was one of the first people to play beats under Malcolm X. Yes, I did that. Thank you. If anybody listening did it before then, send your boy a holler and let me know. But yeah, wow. we used to do stuff like that, man, a radio theater. and It was all kind of way out stuff going on, man. So yeah. Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio, hey. track life radio, WLGK Logic Radio Chicago. We here, see True Kev Lawrence, uh-huh. Donald Lacey, Michael Bell are here with us uh, live in studio. We just talking about a whole host of things. Of course, make sure you come out and see Colorstruck, yeah. the one man show, the play that's going down in New York City. And if you're unable to make it for this particular run, just go to colorstruckplay.com. What, they can't make it? I'm just saying, if you if you saying, by yeah. any chance that right, you can't, just go to colorstruckplay.com and you can find out where it's gonna be next right. after because this is not the end. This no, is sir. this is just a continuation of of because you said this has been rolling since 2007. Yeah, right? and I change it whenever what's in the news. That's the beauty of it. A lot of it is my story growing up in Oakland. But uh, yeah, I, I you know what one year when it was the Panthers' 50th anniversary. It was dedicated, most of it was about the Panthers. Right. When uh, Obama got elected, it was about him and what his election mean in a so-called post-racial America, which is the biggest myth ever. Uh, Obviously, we've yeah. seen that to be, right. you know, nonsense. And then last, or two years ago, it was called Surviving the Trumpocalypse when oh boy got elected. So now it's just color struck, but it's what we're dealing with right now. And where, how are we going forward as a people? And there's only one race, the human race. Man, race is a man-made construct. There's really no such thing. If we right. cut a white person open and cut one of us open, guess what? We're going to bleed the same color. Uh, exactly. We got the same cells, same color. Like you said so eloquently, it's just another means to keep people divided so the people with all the money can control and, and monopolize on us. That's all it's about. Because we all human beings at the end of the day. If I can keep right. you arguing, I can control you and take you where I want you to go. Boom. There it is. So you got my weed then. It's, it's, no, it's, it's three, I always say it's three car Monty. Hmm. Yeah. Like watch the car. Wow. Where's, where's the car? At? Where's the car? At? And you, you over here looking at that while you're looking at that, they in the back somewhere over here, like doing <laughs> right. what it is that they're doing while you got yourself occupied looking for that card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that, that, that old it's, game. It's, game. it's, it's that it's old the, game. It's the game of distraction. And that Watch game. this right. hand over here while I stick you with this one over right. here. Exactly. You know what's crazy? Exactly. Call Monty is still being played. Yeah. yeah. I, I went past Fordham Road. But wait, y'all call it Monty. We used to call still, it Molly. And people are still lying. Yeah, same thing. Playing. Same thing. Yeah. People are still. Okay, I'll confess. I got took in the worst three-card Molly. We called it ever. 
I do. They had me so convinced. I went back home and got my buddy. I didn't even have him. I was like, I'm going to win. And then one whap. And they got the one got guy. They're like, wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, I won. You can win too. Right. And they got the other guy right. down the street looking at you like, if you right. think you won, we're going to rob you anyway. That's right. the original right. Vegas. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the original Vegas. And they had better eyes than Vegas. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And they were playing that back in Rome too. The yeah. more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, Don't forget Babylon and the Philistines, Hello. Oh, real, real quick, Dal. Just run down some of your other credits of things that you've done because you, Ooh. you've done TV, you've yeah. done movies, and yeah. I, I think people need to just hear a little something of, of oh, what yeah, you've man. done. I've been fortunate, man. In fact, one of the first movies I was an extra was Jack and Francis Ford Coppola took a liking to me because when the other extras Francis Ford Coppola, yeah, was what was in the holding area, I was watching. I was That's like, Nick Cage's what uh, uh, uncle, uncle, yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. So I was watching. He said, "Hey, young young fella, you, you're interested in this stuff." I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "I'm gonna keep you around for a week." And you can watch. And I'll figure out what scene you was being. Long story short, he put me in a scene with Robin Williams and another cat. It's still in the movie, but they dubbed over my voice. And they had, like, fake rain. And Robin Williams was such a cool and a funny. I saw that dude do two hours one Rest time. Recipe, sir. Genius. Unmitigated. But he was so cool. After that, each cut, we did about 15, 16 cuts. He would, they would put us in this little holding area. He would bring me and the other dude towels after every cut. That, he, didn't have, he was the star. We was just some little cats. But I did that. I was in Blood In, Blood Out, Vato quick, Locos real quick, Forever. Real quick, shout out to <laughs> your spiritual uh, guy you mentioned, Richard Pryor. Yes, sir. Richard Pryor and Paul Money also, they, they brought out Robin Williams, right? They, Absolutely oh, yeah. correct. Yeah. This, yeah. this young man knows it. In fact, I've had the Paul honor Williams. and pleasure to work with Paul Mooney on six or seven that's occasions. A, that's a genius and right I there. I saw your boy. He sat in <laughs> Oakland one genius. time with his Hennessy in a, in a chair Paul and did three hours. Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus. hilarious. <laughs> I remember yeah. he one joke he did that night was something like, "Yeah, these niggas are so lost. They're gonna make Harriet Tubman and that bitch Glenn Close is gonna play, her. <laughs> and these niggas will be like, that bitch is brilliant. Yeah, you know, he do that kind of shit. You and know? he comes off his shit just off the fly, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, he's yeah. So Probably I did that, and then uh, I was in Metro with Eddie Murphy, but they cut me so far out wow. of that. Even my mama went to see it, and she said, "Negro, you lying." I just I said, "You gotta look up." But uh, yeah, and then I did uh, this movie that nobody's seen called About Cherry with James Franco, and I actually got to pimp slap him. Not really, I was just, it was fake. But I did that movie, man, and then I've been in all kind of plays, man. Uh, I had I had the pleasure to do August Wilson, who is our Shakespeare, and it actually, I take that back, uh, Shakespeare can't hold August Wilson's jock and tell him I said so, because <laughs> August Wilson captured our history from Africa to America, and I got the pleasure to sit down and have dinner with him one time and interview him. And he, so I said, I'm always interested in an artist's process. How do you, I know how I do get to my thing. How do you, he said, man, I like to go in a restaurant, a coffee house with people around. And I like to just listen and hear people talk. And I like to write on a paper bag. Then the characters start talking to me. Then they start talking to each other. And then I get more characters saying more. So he does that before he even writes the play. He gets the character. So I was like fascinated. So I feel fortunate, man. I've, I've had the real pleasure and joy to, you know, I, I worked with Jamie Foxx. I worked with Mark Curry, Laura Hayes, Linnell. Me Shout and Laura. out to Mark Curry. Yeah, Mark is from the, t I saw him I know do his job, but yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mark Curry's, a, man, I saw him do his first stand-up comedy set ever at a little restaurant in Oakland. I forget the name of it. And he killed. He was so cold when he first started. 
his ability to what we all comics like to say is riff, which I love to riff. I love to do material, but I'll never do the same set twice. That's just the way we was raised. But Mark Curry was the master of riff. And I'll even say a, t a comic that you guys don't know who was passed on, a dear friend of mine, Warren Thomas. Google something. He was one of the funniest motherfuckers to ever walk planet Earth. Brilliant. Brilliant. He taught me more about stand-up comedy then it's, uh, another guy who taught me a lot about stand-up comedy is my boy Faison Love. Shouting you out, Faison. Wow. He's from the Bronx. Yeah, yeah Faison, yeah. man. Originally, they Me and Faison out. went to Germany in 95. That's that dude. He's a, you know, certain comedians you watch and they're a comics comic and you like to to watch because they're craft. I'm all about the craft of acting and comedy and writing. I'm all about, I love the craft, man. If I wasn't getting paid a dime, I would. But I remember one time I asked Faison, we, we was on the doing some shows and he kept doing this joke and, and I was like dude so when do you finish writing a joke he said I don't that opened up a whole new world well, wait a minute hold on you still you know you got the laugh here but you you know and then Warren Thomas used to say yeah man I try to wring that uh, rag dry in other words you got a joke and this this is the end and that's what but I'm gonna keep trying to you know flesh that joke mm -hmm. out add some more and put some more stank on it you know what and that so yeah, man, I just like to say that I've been blessed to have work with a lot of people who have been really talented, who I've had the opportunity to learn from. Extremely. Yes, Extremely. sir. We got to get face out love on here, too. Yeah, man. absolutely. I, Listen, please. He, that's my think, dude. He's the realest cat in comedy. I don't think people know how good he is though. face on is an unmitigated i saw genius. him in a what was the movie couples retreat yeah he did a burger with, with um retreat. who's the dude? uh the tall cat the tall dude yeah 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 what is dude's name right Vince right, right. Vince Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he was he was in that joint yeah like he was excellent in that movie and excellent then, and phase on a lot of people think he's just hard dude. yeah exactly but he, but you, he is if he don't know you right 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 but he's one of the man but i'm saying give you the shirt off his talented back. though you know what we Great. worked yeah, with he's very talented see, here's a here's a connection with us we worked with his owner before see truth one of oh our is that first, right one of our first back school events was who, who his the, aunt from that had that ran a, a community center health center miss uh miss love uh, oh, the lady sisters. I know who, wow. I know who you're talking about. And yeah, she yeah, came yeah, down. Yeah. We did give her massive books. That was like the first. I think that was the first. I know one. who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah Faison, my nephew is on Love. He's from Soundview. He's one of my best uh, friends, and him and Laura, my best friend in the world, probably is Laura Hayes, one of the queens of comedy. We came okay. up to Oakland together, and she'll tell you, she's Oakland. She's the Oakland legend she used to be in a, and Hayes you know I'm talking about you and I'm telling the truth she was a professional booster she was so good you could tell like before Christmas so what you want Lacey okay look my girl is a size 7 I want a blue 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 she would bring you four different ones to choose from the next day which one you want to get alright well, I'll get this one somebody and you even remember when they put on them little blue things the, 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 the senses. Yeah. The senses. She figured a way out of that shit. I don't know how she did. Oh, there's always a way. She, fact, Shout out to the low life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has a she has a whole thing now from felon to funny. And how she turned her <laughs> life around. You know, she's one of the one of the most realest, coolest human beings. I love her. Man, we like brother and sister. And I've been knowing her shit 35 years. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. Man, she's a she's she's another one that people don't know how deep she is in the game. But yeah, man, her and Faison, them is them is two of the ones we gotta get, I can. We gotta get Faison on here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna tell him. In fact, I'm gonna hit him tonight and say I was on with y'all, man, and tell him to holler at y'all. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. For he's, sure. In fact, I gotta see if he's gonna be here during the run. He, uh, he'll come. Oh yeah, let's, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. He'll come it. to the show if he's here. I'm gonna hit you, Faison. If you're looking, homie, I'm looking for you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, 
Listen, I want to thank both of you brothers, oh, man, man, for coming thank through. Man. And you're welcome back anytime. I mean, I, and I know y'all going to be back because there's so many different things that you do. And so much history that you have and whatnot. And you're always welcome here, man, on Thermal Soundwave. So. Hey, and let me say this, man. I'm also doing some stuff on Dash Radio in L.A. with Marcus King, who is like Shout out to black. Marcus King. You know Marcus King? And shout out to um, Zoe Williams. Come on, man. Shout I was out to just the, there last week with them cats. Shout out to... They, they did a phenomenal job. And, of course, shout out to Corey Holcomb. Corey Dar- is a cold cat, man. Darlene Ortiz. Yeah. Darlene been on the program before. We had her, yeah, we had on the show before. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We family, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're Marcus King just started a new network on Dash, Marcus King Comedy. And so I'm gonna do a show on that with Laura and Linnell. It's gonna be called. They got this thing two B. Wait, Lunell? Yeah, yeah. We call her. Lunell. I went to high school. Lunell. We call her Lunell. Yeah, yeah, oh, we had her on too. We had so much fun with her. We had so much fun with her. I only fuck with Rip, yeah, yeah. but we gonna do a show because they had this thing two B's from Oakland. Her and Laura. So then it's yeah. gonna be the rare. So it's gonna be two B's and a yellow jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and it's gonna be the three of us talking shit for oh, two hours. Man. So yeah, oh, look for that coming up this spring. Man. Yeah. That's gonna be something. But yeah, man. Everybody go out, support Colorstruck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you check for that. And once again, colorstruckplay.com is where you go for more information. All right. Uh Donald E. Lacey Jr. Yes, Michael Bell. What's the organization that you work with again, Michael? Brooklyn United Consortium of Artists. Is, is there somewhere they can go to get information on that? Right now, no, but we will be with you shortly, and I'll come here to this station that helps spread the word. There it is. That's what it is, y'all. It's Thermal Soundwaves, a natural alternative to fast food radio, track life radio, WLGK Logic Radio, hey. Chicago. We here. Appreciate y'all, man. Absolutely. Love, man. Hit we, us up. We know too many people, man. ThermalSoundwaves.com. Thermal Soundwave. Wave.